It's Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we are joined by Lieutenant Colonel Chris Leist, and Chris is uh, one of my favorite people that works here at Lifeline. Uh, Chris truly is gifted in so many different ways, and so today we thought we would do a staff spotlight and do this from time to time so you can get to know the people that make up our team, that make our team great. So Chris has served in various uh, many roles. Chris has a servant's heart in that he will truly do whatever is needed to be done in order to serve the Lord. Chris and his wife, Stephanie, uh, have adopted uh, several times from China and they have 13 children. And so we're gonna let him tell us a little bit about that. But first, Chris, just talk a little bit about what first led you to Lifeline. Well, first, before I say that, Herbie, I'd just like to say thanks for the kind words. Um, the only reason I have a servant's heart is because of Jesus Christ. I mean, if you knew me before uh, coming to Jesus, it'd be a whole different thing. It was all about me. It wasn't about um, serving other people. If I was serving them, it was because I wanted something out of it. So um, it has to be all uh, the glory has to point to Jesus Christ. So um, I would say he's the one that led me to Lifeline to start off with. Um, there were other people that were involved in that, obviously, Carla uh, Thrasher and Dave Wood and then you personally. Um, but originally, I would say it would be Jesus because in 2005, he um, told us that we needed to adopt. Mm. And so that's what started the journey, really, on even the idea of adoption. Um, and one of the funny stories about the whole thing about me being led here was uh, when Dave Wood actually called and said, Hey, Chris, would you like to come work for Lifeline? And I said, Well, I'm not a social worker. And he said, don't worry about it. We have other things that we would have you to do. And I was like, what else do you do besides <laughs> you know, social work for home studies? Because that's really how most people are introduced to Lifeline, either um, through, their, um, through a social worker doing their home study in international adoption or domestic adoption, or even through foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really what led us here was um, our original um, intent to adopt. And then you guys had a need, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting, the way that it didn't get filled because there are so many people in the world who have much better, much more talent and much better uh, resume than I did. And um, they weren't hired or they didn't fit in correctly. And so then you guys gave me a chance and we moved after retiring from North Carolina. And then I came here to Lifeline. And one of the things that you did before you came to Lifeline, as I referenced you as Lieutenant Colonel, was you were able to serve our country in so many different ways. And so how do you think even that shaped you? Talk a little bit about what you do now with our operations team and how valuable that is to everything that we do, but how really even your experience in the Air Force, the Lord used that to prepare you for the gifts and the abilities that you have today. Sure. I mean, um, when you get here and and there's so many different things that you could fit into, um, the thing I love about Lifeline the most is that you may come here to do one job, but you have gifts and talents that they didn't know about. And so you can switch over to that or move or you can bring up the idea that, hey, I have these different talents. Would you mind using them in that? And that was the case with me. Started out originally international adoption, which kind of makes sense because I was adoption oriented, um, having adopted nine times from China. Um, but then we saw that there was a need for me to help out in other areas where I'm, I'm gifted. Uh, I know there's not a lot of people that raise their hand when, when they're asked about the Lord's gift and they say administration. Mm. Um, but that just happens to be one of mine. And um, I think that's what helped in the Air Force as well. But 
the, the thing I remember most about the Air Force and what helps me here, I think, at Lifeline is that in the military, when your boss comes to you and says, can you do that? You don't say, no, I can't. You say, yes, I can. And then you figure it out and you get those things done or you get people around you that can help you so that you can become an expert in what you need to do and get it moving forward. And then um, then you can pass that off to somebody else. And that's what I try to do here is to to learn all the different areas that I can learn so that I can be of help to other people. I come in early and I leave late because during the day people need things. Mm -hmm. And I would rather be there to be able to serve them during that time Mm -hmm. than to say, hey, I'm sorry, I really can't help you. I've got these things going on. Mm -hmm. I love to just the way you do things strategically. So yes, you've got that servant can do attitude, but you also, you have been gifted in a way to see how to get from point A to point B to point C the most efficient and effective way. Uh, But the thing I love is, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, when people think of folks who've spent a career in the military, uh, and and I know you're going to credit the Lord, and you, as rightfully you should, but you you think of people that are rote and and almost robotic-like that are more task-oriented and focused than they are people-oriented. But uh, you love on people in such a, a special way. And so I just I love the way that you interact with our team and, you know, both jovial, but also loving them and caring for them and serving them in that way. And so uh, we just appreciate Chris and and the way that he does that. So I know that adoption as well, as we've said, has been in your story, both personally growing up, but also now with you and Stephanie. So talk a little bit about your family and what is it like having 13 kids not adopted from China? (laughs) Uh, well, the easiest way to say it's crazy. I mean, uh, you have to be crazy to do it. You have to be willing to follow what the Lord wants you to do. Because uh, to tell you the truth, I, I mean, if, if somebody would have seen me before the Lord said that we need to do this, they would have said, no, that's not the guy. Um, but uh, once he said that's what we needed to do, my wife and I had prayed about that, Stephanie and I, and we had decided that we were going to do what the Lord wanted us to do. And 2005, he said, hey, this is the thing we need you to do. And when I told her, she thought I was crazy too. So, which is pretty interesting because if anybody knows Stephanie, and you probably do through Nihao Y'all or um, our No Hands But Ours and all the different things that she does in international adoption and telling our story on Instagram or, or through her blog, um, you would think that she was the one that had brought up the idea and all that. But I think that was the Lord's timing as well because... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that if she would have, if he would have said to her, you know, you need to adopt, that I would have necessarily been as open to it as she was. Mm-hmm. So she's got a great heart. Um, she's open to whatever the Lord has for her. I mean, she's Bible study. I mean, whatever, whatever the Lord has for her, she's she's doing it, and she's such a great advocate for mm-hmm. international adoption. I mean, uh, uh, anything I do here pales in comparison to what she's doing back home. Not only taking care of our kids and homeschool them and doing the things that she does, but then also taking the time to spend late nights um, helping people or if they're calling or they're having difficulties. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people that reach out to her and ask, you know, hey, I'm going through this right now, or have you ever done this before? And, and she doesn't just rest on her own laurels and say, okay, well, this is the way to do it. She's constantly looking for, oh, there's another way to do it, mm-hmm. or, uh, or I have this story. Why don't you connect? She's, she's a connector. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's just, I'm just fortunate to be married to her. Um, I mean, it's it's a delight. And then the same thing, having these kids from China, I say I'm crazy, but at the same time, it is the greatest blessing ever. Um, to come home and see, you know, kids that are happy to see you and to know that, um, 
if we hadn't adopted them, there's no telling what their story would be. I know, I know Jesus has, he doesn't need me to do that. Don't, I hope nobody hears us ever say that he doesn't need us to do it, but he did call us to do it. So we want to step out and do that. And uh, the only reason we stopped is because there was a barrier there that we couldn't get past. So that's where we are right now. And, and so we do our best every day and we rely on the Lord completely because it would fall apart. I mean, people that are having difficulty, if you're listening to this, if you're not the first, mm. if, if, if it's one child or it's 13 kids, if you're having difficulty, that's life. Mm. I mean, whether they were born to you biologically, whether they came to you through foster care, whether they came to you through international adoption, domestic adoption, it's a difficult thing. I mean, it's amazing that the mm. Lord came down here and found something to die on the cross for. Mm. So we should celebrate that. Amen. And I, I know that, as you said, each and every day is a journey with these children. Uh, but what a testimony of God's grace through you and Stephanie, because I have the privilege of getting to interact with <laughs> your children from time to time. And, you know, when you think of having so many children, you think of either one thing, chaos sure. or complete order and almost kids that are just custom made. And the thing that I, I can say is, I know your family's probably chaotic at times, but I mean, you have kids that, that truly understand authority and, you know, and I know they're kids and that they're sinful, but they have that respect in them. But being able to, to, to witness your children, they all have their unique personalities. And I love the way that y'all allow them to be who God created them to be, but also are pointing them to respect and authority and, and what that means. And so I know not everyone is called or equipped to be able to do what you guys have done. Uh, but certainly the Lord has used you and Stephanie in different ways with your children. And so just talk a little bit about that relationship and why that's so important, you and Stephanie's relationship uh, and, and how, you know, how you guys uh, have been able to, to manage the chaos of having 13 children. Sure. Well, I mean, I think it, it's just like he says, uh, the, the Lord says in Genesis, you know, in Genesis 3, you have to, you, or Genesis 1, I'm sorry, you have to come together. Hmm. You, you have to cleave to each other because um, Stephanie has a unique set of giftings that allows her to do exactly what you're talking about, that allows them to develop their personalities and be the, their own selves. And then I come along with a personality that's a little bit more rigid, mm -hmm. that military background, but I think I had that mm -hmm. since I was a little kid. And take that and then say, okay, well, in developing your personality, there's still times where you need to say yes, sir, no, sir. There's times where you need to uh, listen to adults as opposed to just mm -hmm. being on your own and then the fact that we have such a large family doesn't really allow for a lot of chaos at times um but then there are other times where it does allow for it mm -hmm. you know go outside and play go have a great time go you know throw rocks at each other crazy thing but you know kids do these crazy things and then we'll put the the band-aid on it or whatever we have to do um but if it wasn't for stephanie then it would all fall apart i mean uh, and i think that's why the lord created the family the way he did yeah. Um, to have a mother and a father that work together um, to try to raise their kids to the best of their abilities. Now, I'd laugh with everybody here at the staff. I tell them, hey, you know, at least I know what my kids are going to go to counseling for. It's not going to be because of Stephanie, but because of me. So I just tell them right there in the morning, hey, guess what? When you go to counseling later in life, just say, hey, I had my father and his name was Chris. And the counselor go, okay, I understand. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Lieutenant Colonel, you definitely have that self-deprivating uh, humor. But, uh, you know, I, I watch you with your children and you do love them. 
and they know you love them and uh, just uh, just a testimony and of and even a couple of weeks ago I got to have Shepherd in my small group and uh, to see his personality, but also to see the depth of understanding he had about the Word of God to the way that he was answering questions. Um, you know, just a testimony. And I know it's of God's grace. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we also have to be faithful vessels to be used by him. And so we're just grateful for that, grateful for what you do. So maybe, you know, as we, uh, as we kind of close, you did talk about Stephanie and talk about what she's doing when you're here. So you're serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, she serves the orphan and the widow in her special way through her blogs and through her the way she helps other families and is on the phone but but just talk about the mundane of life what does the mundane of life look for stephanie and just for you guys as a family sure well stephanie's one of those unique people who the less stuff she has to do the more uh the less she is excited about it (laughs) she wants to have more on her plate and in fact i spend more of my time saying hey do you really want to do this when you have all these other things going on she's like sure i'll fit it in um, so, I mean, recently we got a miniature cow, uh, which you look at the cow and you think that's a fake cow. Uh, we have chickens, we have uh, rabbits, we have uh, three dogs instead of just one, um, which would be normal, but we have three dogs. So what she does is she gets up in the morning, she's out of the door probably at six o'clock in the morning on her way to uh, go out and feed the chickens, take care of the horse that we have also and the miniature cow, then back in the house for seven o'clock where they have their meeting. Um, And during that meeting is when they uh, pull out the uh, Tim Keller book about the catechism and they go over the catechism. So they've memorized all the catechism and then they talk about what their day is going to look like. And then she starts homeschooling everybody. And then in the in the middle of that, then uh, Magnolia and uh, Clementine, Tiny, we call her, will wake up. And then she's got to take care of them. And then you've got meal time at eight o'clock or eight thirty or nine. And then uh, the little kids snack and then lunchtime and clean up after that and i mean we're a bed and breakfast because <laughs> you think we serve about 60 to 70 meals a day so <laughs> we're i mean there are times where it's crazy i mean it, it's a it's a hotel room it's a bed and breakfast so she's doing that at noon and then then it's on to checking school work and making sure the kids are doing other things and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and then today um because it's their break she's out you know going to the movies and taking them in the 15 passenger van and so when we get out everybody always asks the question you know what church group are you um are these kids yours which you know it's not our favorite thing but at least gives us an opportunity to talk to them about international adoption and and why the lord called us to that yeah so she's busy all day mm. at the end of the day it's back to the chickens and the horse and the cow and the three dogs and i mean you say chaos that's it's it's people would walk in and go that's chaos but it's our sort of nor- normal. Yeah. And you know, the Lord gives us each what we can handle and gives yeah. us how we can gives handle us the it. Tools and he gives us the it. tools to handle it. And the Lord has certainly equipped you guys for that. And we, uh, we just are so grateful for you, Lieutenant Colonel, and everything that you do. And, you know, uh, one of the things that Lieutenant Colonel does do is he helps our state operations. And he's constantly helping look at ways that we can be more strategic and serve the Lord and serve children more effectively in those states. And so uh, some of the things that you see uh, at Lifeline, you may not be able to meet Lieutenant Colonel, but a lot of the things you see, he's touched and has gone through his hands to make sure that we're being as effective and efficient in our ministry. 
as we could possibly be. So I, I hope you've enjoyed getting to know a little bit about Chris Leist and the Leist family, and we hope that you will continue to listen to Defender Podcast as we continue to highlight and spotlight our staff throughout the years. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.